When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome once again, everybody, to Blockbuster Mentality, the podcast where actors, filmmakers, critics, and content creators come on to dissect their favorite films. Once again, I'm your host, Ben. Uh, We have an interesting show today. I am in the Blue Ridge Mountains in Georgia right now. Um, I'm on vacation. It is lovely, lovely to get away from that Tampa humidity. Um, So I'm not really editing this show. Uh, So it's uh, Dave's back with me. We got Dan. Um, So I'm just recording this intro real quick. Uh, We recorded it uh, back when I was in the area, and uh, I'm just recording this intro to introduce the show as I as I always do, and yeah, uh, so it's going to be a very raw episode, not much editing, um, so bear with, with us there. I did edit out the uh, little bit of a potty break we took in the middle, uh, but yeah, we uh, we again invite on Dan Franco our friend who happens to also be an actor. He talks about a project he has coming up, so be sure to stay tuned for that and hear about that. And we talk the first three episodes of The Mandalorian Season 2. Let us know what you guys think. Be sure you're following us on iTunes, subscribing, leaving us reviews, and rating us all that jazz and yeah here's our episode me dave and dan talking the mandalorian season two episodes one through three enjoy dave what happened to disney plus talk well your brother aptly told us there's nothing to talk about besides the mandalorian and he (laughs) he pretty much destroyed the show after that statement and so uh, (laughs) i guess we've rolled mandalorian talk into blockbuster mentality well, there's stuff coming. I mean, you've got the. Uh, <laughs> eventually, you're going to get some, some Boba Fett and some some uh, Obi Wan and and all the the Marvel shows, but they just seem to be taking. I mean, even before COVID, they seem to be taking forever. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and so you know, there was a couple of things. There was that Jeff Goldblum thing, which seemed better than it was. I think. <laughs> yeah, I never finished it actually. Because it's like, well, the concept sounds kind of cool, right? It's Jeff Goldblum just going around and checking stuff out, and that it again, it sounds cooler than it was. It was <laughs> I thought it was pretty lame, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> there, there was the Imagineering stuff, but uh, I don't know. I guess we we didn't we didn't cover that, um, and then of course the the whole back catalog, but it's mostly children's stuff. Yeah, I mean, and Hamilton. Yeah. I've watched Hamilton like six times. Yeah, <laughs> Hamilton is is yeah. That's definitely one of the highlights of Disney Plus. That I'm going to give you a spoiler. It's going to be number one on my 2021 <laughs> movie list. Uh, oh yeah, it is. I mean, a, it's a movie. It came yeah. out this year. I mean, well, and first of all, it's uh, there's not much to choose from this year, so yeah, I could totally see that being in there. I'm just happy enough movies came out that the old guard dropped off. 
finally. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I hadn't seen ten new movies yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <sighs> I uh, yeah. So I mean, you got yeah. Like we said, the Marvel shows coming out. The I think WandaVision and uh, comes out what a couple of weeks, I believe. Um, okay. Yeah, I want to say dis- late. This month, early, early next month. But yeah, that's coming out very soon. Obi-Wan apparently is in production or in production very soon. So, but, but Mandalorian's back. And I, I, for me, this is all the store, all the Star Wars we need. I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah. I think a break from the movies is great. Um, you know, to be able to tell these stories in long form. I don't know if you guys agree. What do you, what are you guys thoughts on that? You go ahead, Dan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, uh, so I, you started in, I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I think, um, uh, it's nice to have a little break from, you know, obviously I miss the, the December, the movie that's coming. There's no movie like we're waiting on this year for the first right. time. And I think five or six years, we don't get a new star Wars movie, but you know, we've got to remember that there was a long time, that that was just normal. So yeah. uh, we've been spoiled the last like six years or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, I love, I love what they're, where they're going and, and how they're, how they're handling this whole thing. And, and they've got some just great people in charge of this television cinematic universe that they're, that they're putting together. So um, enjoying this, it's, it's, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, like you wake up on Friday morning, you're like, oh, there's, there's new Star Wars today. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, and that and that's another reason why I love that they didn't just release all the episodes at once with this. You know, they they release it weekly, which again, like 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 you said, every Friday you you wake up and you get that Star Wars feeling, like oh yes, Star Wars. You know, it's not as great as you know anticipating the next Star Wars ep- episode episodic film, but still it's it's you you got that friday ritual now you know during the season so i'd love that and yeah and, john go ahead and and it's like um you look at the boys right now they they follow them that model they yeah. instead of getting all of their their buzz over like a two-week period you can stretch it out over six seven weeks um by by releasing one one at a time and so you you and you make sure that everybody's talking about the same thing at the same time nobody's kind of out of out of, uh, I mean, the bulk of people aren't out of sync and and spoiling things for people who are an episode or two behind. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I like that they. Uh, I really liked the way the boys did it. They gave you like two or three right out of the gate this year, and then they yeah. gave you one over the next several weeks. Right. Yeah. No, I definitely like that. Go ahead. Now, for me, I made my thoughts clear on the sequel trilogy. So no, I'm not missing. <laughs> I'm not missing more movies. Uh, and, and a lot of that was, I think they'd sort of wrote themselves into a hole a little bit and they had to come up with uh, more reasons why things sort of made sense. I would have liked a clean slate. And I think at least even though this series takes place within a familiar timeline, it does open up many, many possibilities. Uh, and, and that's what I like about it. And it is, there's some criticism that the Star Wars universe seems big, but is that in fact very, very small? And there's some 
things here where it's, yeah, it's familiar, but I think it does open up the universe in a way that needs to be done in a way to, to blaze a, a path beyond the Skywalkers, you know, that kind yeah. of thing into something to show the entire universe. So I, I love it. I love what they did last season. And, uh, and just, you know, as we're talking for, through these first three episodes, I, I, I really do like what they're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, you have the, you know, the, the, you see the grittiness of this universe. You don't just see like the shining hero, Luke and, you know, uh, Anakin in the, in the original trilogy and Ray, you don't see that. You just see like the, the nitty gritty of what this galaxy goes through. What, uh, you know, even though yes, they make references and are tying in things from other stories of yeah. their other mediums. Yeah, you can make the argument that it just shrinks the universe, but at the same time, it's expanding kind of what these characters are seeing. These uh, characters are seeing in this time frame. Like, there's a book uh, that came out for the 40th anniversary of A New Hope and a book that just came out yesterday at the time of this recording uh, called A Certain Point of View. The first one was A A New Hope. The second one now is Empire Strikes Back because of the 40th anniversary. And it's different. Each chapter is a different story from a different point of view of a character from that time frame. So Mm -hmm. like in the first book, it's, you know, within A New Hope time frame. So you have when Luke goes off to see that his grandparent or his uh, uncle and aunt are dead when he's there we get a story that obi-wan is visited by qui-gon's ghost at the jawa like uh what do you call it jawa sand crawler yeah the sand crawler but like they're all dead uh jawa morgue i guess (laughs) and they're they're throwing him in the pit but qui-gon has a vision there so like we get like different aspects we get different views so anyways yeah that's <laughs> i appreciate what they're doing here yes it, it shrinks it but at the same time expands expands what else happened during this time frame anyway <laughs> yeah and i heard some some criticism well what are jawas doing on another planet or something like that and i don't mind any of that honestly yeah. i like i like the bit of familiarity that you get but also yeah and as you said ben how how gritty this world is. And I think about, um, cause I'm a Star Trek guy, as I've mentioned, and I'm going back through the original series and it, it does present two very different worlds. You know, there's sort of like this utopian idea on Star Trek. And on the other hand, Star Wars, it kind of sucks <laughs> you know, in this time period that they're living in, you know, where there's no, there's no certainty and like a strong man could come in and take over as we saw uh, at least, in, I think in every episode, we sort of saw it. There's a bit of lawlessness, uh, and people are just sort of struggling to survive. And I really do like that aspect. Aspect, rather. Yeah, I definitely agree. The um, the whole thing so far about the Mandalorian this season, in last season too. You know, you had the guild and and this bounty hunter um, underground, but you know they were still in this remote kind of kind of desolate place. Like this, this season opens up, and he's he's going into like this uh, this nightclub, fight club sort of sort of <laughs> yeah. thing. And it's the underworld, right? Yeah, and this this isn't like like in the movies, Obi Wan and and Anakin go into kind of the under the underworld in in Coruscant, and it it's still kind of shiny and not not that gritty. This is 
you know, this is a, a place where they, they mur- like murder people. Yeah, and- right. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they went into like sort of a dive bar, you know, down the street versus like, yeah, you don't know if you're going to come out of this place alive sort of a yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like well, that aspect well, a lot. Let's get into that first episode. We're doing the first three episodes here. So yeah, let's get into that first episode. Obviously, last season we leave off with the Mandalorian still with the child or baby Yoda, whatever you want to call him. People, <laughs> people listening, Dan here has baby Yoda in the background. Got he's sporting him. He's got his Star Wars shirt on. Moss Eisley. Oh, nice. Look at that. He's he's representing. I went, I went full full on, man. <laughs> have we properly introduced Dan Franco for the for the listeners who may not have known our favorite guest? Well, I'm going to in my okay. intro that I do in post. Okay. <laughs> David. I want to make maybe, sure. Maybe, maybe if you uh, come to a show once in a while, <laughs> you know, you'll, <laughs> you'll, time. you'll know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we leave off last season. We got, you know, him still going off with the baby Yoda. He needs to find people of his kind, which yeah. are, which we learn in these three episodes. It's not. The Yoda species, it's Jedi. That's yeah. the kind uh-huh. he's looking for. And this Go is ahead, a, Dave. You and raised I think your hand. This, Thank you. This is one I have two main problems with the show. And I think one of them I think kind of turned um, as we'll get to it in the third episode. One of them was this idea, and I, I still, you know, I, I, I'm trying to uh, work on things in my life, and one of the, one of the problems I have is that, is that I tend to to not let things go. Um, but this one, and I'm doing better. But one of those things that that I can't let go is this idea that nobody knows who the Jedi are. I just, I can't, I cannot fathom this in my in my in my in any sort of logic. I don't know. Maybe there's a galactic version of fake news or something. But I, <laughs> I mean, I just can't imagine that yes. nobody knows who the so this so let me uh put my nerd glasses on (laughs) here uh dave uh this takes place about two years after the uh empire has fallen Mm -hmm. uh the empire tried to hide everything from the jedi the you know of the jedi they tried to hide everything so the the general public you know people who have grown up have just heard stories, you know, just like myths and legends. Um, the the only thing I can agree with you on there is the timeline of it. Like, but they got some it, sort of a live feed in this first episode as we're getting into it. That that they saw uh, the, the the second Death Star blow up. Who do they suppose blew up that Death Star? Not, and, well, and, not and, actually, it wasn't a Jedi, Dave. But. <laughs> that's, that's true that's true but uh, but like wouldn't they again wouldn't they know about coruscant the head of the of the republic and who the 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 importance of the jedi and to the republic i mean i i, I, well, I, 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 Emperor, I just need to let it go the, the em- <laughs> and i, I yeah, totally Dan, agree what you- we're, we're we're sitting there and, and like at this point yeah we're we're there haven't been active Jedi for 20, 25 ish years, you know, cause what we're, I think the second Jedi, second death star is like what, nine, 10 years after new hope, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and that was 18 years from order 66. So you, you figure about 28 years ago, 30 years ago, people knew who Jedi were cause they were everywhere. And then they got wiped out. Like I, I, I agree. I think it's it's hard to imagine 
Uh, although I, I keep seeing people say, well, the outer rim, you know, Ray grew up in the yeah. outer rim. Uh, uh, the Mandalorian, Jin Jaren, Jin Darren, Din Din Prince Oberyn, I believe. Yes. Prince Oberyn. But he's not <laughs> living in he's not living in a ship for twenty years. I mean, he's going out and about and uh, doing bounties and talking sure. to all the people who move all around. You yeah. would, I, 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 but uh, I mean, we'll see. But I, yeah, I, I'm having a hard time getting. I think I think we're just. I, I think we're hung up on the details here, but <laughs> I, it, it's a valid it's a valid criticism. I I would say. Not not a criticism, but a valid like. Well, why wouldn't people know? You know, yeah. so I, I I agree. I agree. And number um, two is the idea that you never take off your helmet, but uh, we'll get to that in episode. Well, three. yeah. Well, and, and I think that was explained well yeah. in uh, in episode three. I agree. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I, I really liked that. I really liked uh, what they did there. But uh, yeah, not yeah. to jump too far ahead. Yeah, episode one. Uh, so we have him tra- <laughs> traveling traveling with the child again. He's looking for people. Actually, he's he's not only looking for people of. Uh, Yoda's kind or baby Yoda the child whatever you want to call him he's looking for other Mandalorians because he believes other Mandalorians might have more information about the Jedi Uh, so he ends up guess what at our our (laughs) OG place our OG planet (laughs) Tatooine he gets like, there. You gotta the- go to Tatooine. He's like, oh fuck that place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah, so he, he ends up at ta- t- a Tatooine with uh, Amy Sedaris. Is that her name? The, yeah, the Amy Sedaris her. doing her uh, Ridley from Aliens cosplay. <laughs> 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 yep, exactly. But not and, intimidating in any way. <laughs> no, not so much. She loves Baby Yoda. Uh, so yeah, he he heard there's a Mandalorian and Moss. Helgo, uh, which um, I think was mentioned in one of the movies. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, he 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 finds uh, Cobb Vanth. He walks in after Mandalorian goes to town, walks into the bar, or I should say, cantina, and <laughs> runs into one of those guys who was on the the. Uh, barge and yeah. Jabba's palace, you know, yeah. at, in Return of the Jedi, one of those creatures. And um, he says, Oh, you mean the, uh, you know, he says he's looking for a Mandalorian. He says, Oh, you mean the Marshal, which is the title of this episode. And guess what? Someone walks in who looks very familiar. <laughs> who is it, Dan? Boba Fett. Well, it looks like yeah. Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett, man. What? How, Fett. how freaking cool was that reveal? There was a little little camera dolly shot that that went from from you know from behind the Mandalorian to reveal the door. And right. There's just that silhouette. It's like yeah. holy. We we had a just a nerdgasm. Uh, <laughs> like my son and I were just like freaking out. So uh, when I asked you to when you first saw that, did you think that was the actual Boba Fett? No. no. No, okay. come on, Ben. I, mean, <laughs> I know. Okay, just wanted to ask. I didn't I, either. <laughs> I want to ask the two of you uh, something else production-wise, which is um, I, I'm sure you both have seen how they make The Mandalorian, right? Some of the, the Disney Plus has a great yeah. featurette on all of that. Made Gallery, new, they call it. Yeah. And made new technology for it and everything. Right, and how it's mostly done within this dome thing. Um, but <laughs> I, I found myself through, especially when uh, uh, The Mandalorian is making his way through through the town, I'm kind of like you know, what's real, what's not kind of a thing. Would you, you guys find yourself doing that? Because you kind of like, what's the engine? What's the, where's a real set? And sometimes you can't, sometimes yeah. you can tell and other times you can't. 
Right. You mean after watching that series? Yeah, you're, yeah. You're now it? I'm looking yeah, yeah. for it, you know, because I'm yeah. like, because I assume they, they must be shooting. They can't be doing the whole thing well, in the dome, right? Well, I mean, what, they must be shooting. Uh, I know they're building real sets within the dome, but I don't know. Are you guys, do you guys find yourselves thinking about that? <laughs> I, I completely, the, the fact that that was a green screen, like, as real as all, not a green screen, but a, but the digital. Yeah, yeah. Projected, what, yeah. 8K, whatever it is that they're, that they're, mm-hmm doing um i couldn't i couldn't even like like when when i when i saw that i was like that that i cannot believe those weren't real backdrops they didn't go i figured well, that that's why these shows were 20 minutes long because they had to go to tunisia and, and, well, and also I, i'm surprised that this technology is just now being invented you know yeah. you know you think it would be a you know i mean obviously you know back in you know really early days like you think of like for instance wizard of oz i mean the whole backdrop is total just painting yeah, yeah. you know it's it's yeah. it's all that but like this like is a total like you said like 8k video right behind them it looks so much more real to me than than any cgi in 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 star wars other than you know if they're walking in the desert in the original trilogy they're actually walking in the desert whereas in this you think they're actually walking in the desert but no they're they're in a set (laughs) which is i think the thing that you don't lose is that there's always that little when you chroma key a background out and you put Mm -hmm. the you know the green screen, and you put the 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 new background in. It's always that little disconnect because the the distance from the background isn't right. It's not the same distance as as what the person actually yes. is. Yes, yes, right. Um, this there is legit depth of field distance between the subject in front of the camera and that background, and so you don't feel like it's just that flat. Um, yeah, effect of of taking that background out. Yeah, because it's a living thing behind. And sometimes, sometimes it does kind of look a little. I don't want to call it fake, but just sometimes your eyes like that's a little weird. But it's never like because only because I think I'm I'm looking for it, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah, it, it no, is fascinating, definitely. and I, and I do wonder. I'd like to know like what percentage was actually shot outside that that dome tent thing, <laughs> which is yeah. just yeah. amazing. And 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 even the even just putting that aside. Um, because they are building actual set, like when they're in that bar, right? He walks through. There is a physical door there, and yeah. you know, assuming that that all that was done inside. I mean, that looks like that sunlight shining through when he first walks in. I mean, this takes space western like completely serious in in this and, episode. I mean, this is a space western totally. episode. And yeah, western. Yeah, like you said, yeah. western. Yeah, that's a huge huge talking point for this episode this is total western you got a guy this unknown person coming into your town and the marshal comes in like (laughs) what are you doing in my town you know and it's you know it's so badass and yeah he's wearing boba fett's armor walks in takes off his helmet after he gets the drink and it's uh timothy oliphant (laughs) perfect Uh, hair yeah right exactly he had a helmet on takes that thing off and the hair is just perfect of course come on Timothy Oliphant, he's never had a bad hair day. No, of course not. He's, he's a beautiful man. Uh, but I did, I did feel uh, curious. I, I thought he, I, I, I love him, but I did feel like he was a little out of place in this episode. I, I loved the performance, but he seemed like he, he wasn't real. Uh, yeah, a little, it, a little bit in this episode. Like it, it's hard when big, like 
bigger actors are in yeah. these movies because you do get a, distracted a little and you've because <laughs> you've seen so much of their other work um you know I, you you do get a stri- distracted i think so and that's what i think star wars is known for is bringing in no names and you know uh uh people who aren't recognizable i mean you got you know the whole you look at the sequel trilogy ray finn you know even you know oscar isaac a little bit you know he he wasn't as known as he is now obviously but you know that they've been known for doing that what do you think sorry it it didn't bother me i felt like you know it didn't it felt very not that i've seen this is one i haven't watched yet so i haven't watched justified but um yeah very seems like what from what i've seen of it similar to his character there um i i liked it i liked that he was um they could have made him like the sinister or yeah. or the but but he was just on the line uh, a good guy trying to do right by mm-hmm. by this town and and when he made the deal he honored it so it was it was kind of um i don't know i didn't i didn't have i didn't feel like a disconnect from him what was cool for me i like you I, there's a couple other castings this year that I've all that, that have already kind of made splashes. One of them in, later in this episode, and um, that one they just kept that on lockdown. That was like the baby Yoda of this season. <laughs> I mean, we get, yeah, yeah, Timothy, yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, it was uh, yeah, definitely like whoa, I know yeah, that guy. <laughs> it, it, it was a pleasant yeah. surprise, and I, I, he's he really is a great actor. I mean, I, I did find him a little out of place, but I, I love the performance, and I, I loved his. Uh, and his, I like the character. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think yeah. yeah, just the point we were making is just yeah, it's just it's a little jarring to see like a bigger actor. <laughs> yeah, at, when at he takes first. off that helmet, it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, that's <laughs> beautiful, uh, but, Timothy. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> but I, I liked uh, what I liked about the character a lot. As Dan, you said, he wasn't just a, some douchebag. You know, there was an earnestness to him in, in a sense of in something that we touched on earlier is this idea of like we're all kind of struggling here and he you know he just happened to be the guy he got he got the armor and that gave him a little bit of protection to help run this you know this this mining town which is basically abandoned and he's just trying to keep order uh and even when he's even when he sort of says to to the Mandalorian something along the lines of, you know, I don't know where you come from, but around here, uh, I give the orders. It was almost sort of like, I don't want to say half-hearted, um, but sort of like, you know, we're doing our thing here, and you're He's kind pl- of upsetting that thing. You know, we're yeah. trying, we're we're just barely holding on, and you're gonna, you you have potential to break all of that. Do you, Do you think this this character's playing a part a little? Like, yes, definitely, hundred percent. Yes, yeah. yeah. Without, I mean, because without, who knows? Because I was thinking about that after this episode. You know, without that armor, what what's gonna yeah. happen to this place? You know, who's gonna help protect them? And I don't know that answer. And yeah, he's absolutely playing a part. Yeah, great point. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's Cobb Vanth, and then like as you alluded to earlier, Dave, he takes off his helmet, and uh, Din Djarin—that's that's our that's our boy's name. That's the Mandalorian's <laughs> name. Star Wars uh, names, love him. <laughs> he uh, he's like, whoa, you're not real Mandalorian. You took off your helmet, man. Uh, he said yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and there's a callback to 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 something a little later, but. Um, when that helmet, when his helmet, when his hand comes up and that helmet comes off, you can almost, you can't see his face, but you can see his face through that mask. Like he's yes. like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if he, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, good, like just body acting. I don't know if he yeah. like tilted his head exactly what he did or yeah. was just like 
taken slightly aback, but yeah, and then and then shit was on at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. In Mandalorian, you know, they're about to have a standoff because he says that armor belongs to Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it from you, and they're about to have a standoff, and then we get a little bit of an earthquake action, and uh, <laughs> I love how Cobb Van T- Timothy Oliphant, you know, he's just like kind of gives him a. One second. <laughs> second. Yeah. To be continued. <laughs> it goes outside and they're shaking and shaking, and then all of a sudden you see like this rumbling in the in the sand, and you know, just uh, you don't tremors. know what's going on. Yeah, tremors and uh, and yeah, we find out it's a crate dragon, and they make a deal, basically. Cobb Vanth says, "Like, hey, you you help me take down this great dragon. I will give you the armor." Um, and, and that's our monster of the week <laughs> episode. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is uh, great to me. I think this is you know one of the f- most fun episodes. It's so full of adventure, so western yet. A lot of the show is also Indiana Jones adventure, um, you know, and uh, what do you guys think of the uh, Tuscan Raiders in this episode? Dan, what do you what do you think? <laughs> well, but, hold on, before we get to Tus- the Tuscan Raiders, they're, they're out in the desert riding their speeders. And, uh, and in addition to wearing Boba Fett's armor, he's riding Anakin's uh, pod from the pod racer. Yeah. His, his speeder is made out of one of Anakin's pod racers. Yes. Is like, is that confirmed? Do you know? It it I, everything I've seen the side by yeah. sides look pretty. Sure, yeah. it looks like it, yeah. If nothing else, it's the same model. But, right, yeah. Um, it's actually the same model, but it's not the same <laughs> year. It's, uh, it's uh, I, I examined the serial numbers and they match. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how he like he like zoomed like right up and like in front of him and sort of took the like the front path. And I also like how they were able to talk at like eighty miles an hour. To one yeah. <laughs> Hey, what's Talk going on, at, man? Like, at like regular voice. Like, like, yeah, well, you know, we were out here and uh, in this town is. Uh... <laughs> I love the uh, I love the touch with um, the sign language with the with the Tuscan Raiders. I thought that was uh, very well done. Uh, Tuscan Raiders are uh, people are a species or a group that the the local townspeople aren't fond of because no. again they're they're raiders. You know they're yeah, they they're are weird. Ra- <laughs> yeah, then they're weird. They talk weird. Don't take off their masks. Um, yeah, we yeah, don't know. It's it, that's another one of those things that, like, um, uh, you know, the the original trilogy kind of gave you this creature, right? And you don't really know, like, why do they wear a mask? Right. What do they look like? What exactly yeah. do they do? And then this one just sort of, you know, you, you kind of have to deal with that reality, and you. And I think they they do a great job with it. And it was really cool later in the episode when they all they all ride up on their single file and their banthas, and you have kind of the score going on. And they it, it, it's it's a little contentious and all that, but it's freaking great, you know. Yeah, you got sand people here, and they're not insane, and you can kind of like make a deal with them. I I just love that kind of coming together. Yeah, and then you get yeah you, you get the. When they finally get to the crate dragon, it eats a bantha, which is great. But yeah, I love, 
Go First, ahead. It, eats, it eats the dude next to the band. He's in there calling into the tunnel. And the, the thing comes out and it eats him instead. <laughs> exactly. So great. Yeah, just, yeah, great Star Wars humor. And actually, uh, this is actually, the I could have swore he directed one in the first uh, season, but this is the first uh Episode John Favreau directed, which uh, oh you know, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. surprised me and, too. Yeah, to definitely did great with it, and uh, so much action. Uh, but yeah, I love the the crate dragon. The crate dragon is the call that Obi Wan made to scare the Tuscan Raiders away when they were you know attacking Luke and everything like that. Um, and uh, <laughs> yes. so, yeah, little little callback. <laughs> what, what is that obvious, Dave? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Not to the casual fan, my man. Not to the casual fan. And, and they looked great, didn't they? Like, and that, that's just the general point. Like, everybody on set, every creature, CGI or not, and I don't know if some of these are, are puppets or not, or or, or just simple, um, you know, makeup or whatever, or, you know, costume, but everything looks amazing in yeah. the show, doesn't it? I mean, it yeah. looked great in the first season, but I think it's even been stepped up even more. It's just... The production level, you know, forget yeah. the you know the stuff we talked about with the with the real game engine and all that with CGI, but just you know everybody just on the camera looks and amazing and so credible. Yeah, and that's the thing that that when Star Wars is at its best, they're doing it practically as mm-hmm. much practical as they can, and they're they're mixing the practical with with the necessary technology. Yeah, um, and that's my problem with the prequels is that there's just not enough practical, and right. and, it, and it feels like it. Yeah, yeah nothing feels grounded. Totally, nothing feels yeah. real. Yeah, you can totally tell. Yeah, it's just yeah, you just feel uh, detached from those movies. Um, as much as I, you know, I do defend them a little bit, but yeah, I mean, they're <laughs> let's be honest, they're, they're terrible. <laughs> They've got the problems. <laughs> well, how about this? How about this crate dragon as a monster? I mean, it's it's pretty terrifying right i mean this is a great this is a yeah. great monster and it, for a show. I, I love that it hides in a cave that <laughs> yeah. used to it used to be a sarlacc pit but it yeah ate ate the sarlacc, <laughs> ate the sarlacc. like <laughs> that is great um which yeah so that that's awesome and then so you know they they gotta get together a, a team. They they can't just do it with the Tuscan Raiders. They gotta get the townspeople involved. They finally convince them, and uh, now it's go time. They strap explosives to Banthas. They go out <laughs> and uh, try to try to try to think of a plan. And um, you know they the Tuscan Raiders say the only weak spot is the belly of the crate dragon, and. That's when this great, great set piece happens at the end, uh, or you know, in the third act here. And it wasn't easy, right? The plan doesn't yeah. quite go, you know, it doesn't go out the way they thought, and they have to kind of improvise, and it gets really, really dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it gets but, tense. And, and you have these two Mandalorians that you know, you obviously he's not a Mandalorian, but they they, they throw on the armor, they jetpack off. Yeah, yeah. To, try to get the attention of this thing so it doesn't go back in the tunnel in the cave and uh that was just just the it's so cool the the way they <laughs> when when these guys take off and the, just seeing the mandalorians in action in live live mm-hmm. action because you know we really didn't see that with um with boba fett in the original trilogy and no. then, like we just said Django fett was very very cgie um, right 
Yeah. So, so this is this is just badass to see the stuff that's going on in this show with with the Mandalorians in action. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's so great. And yeah, b- seeing both of them take off with their jetpacks was such an awesome sight. Yeah, great. Uh, just yeah, such a yeah, just a hurrah moment <laughs> when they take off, try to you know distract the crate dragon. You know, they they thought they blew him up, but then he comes back up at the top of the mountain, and uh, and yeah. Um, so Boba, F- not Boba Fett, Mandalorian has a last ditch effort to bait the crate dragon to a bantha. That or has Bantha. so many explosives, explosives of explosives of. He's like, get me the hell out of here! And he's like, no, hold on, boy, hold on. Don't worry, it'll all be over soon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he basically he's allows just, himself to be swallowed, right? Yeah, yeah. He says, "Take care of the kid," and hits the jetpack, <laughs> and uh, you know, Boba Fett armor goes goes flying. Uh, and yeah, he, he lets himself get swallowed. Oh, by the way, how about the freaking puke acid spit? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was insane. Um, yeah, just disintegrating Tuscan Raiders. I noticed it was they were only showing Tuscan Raiders die, not yeah. not people. Sounds so good. Yeah, yeah. We'll they're, take that. They're, they're still making this a little 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 kid friendly, <laughs> which is fine. You know, we'll, we'll take that. Only the weirdos die. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, he, Mandalorian essentially, you know, quote unquote, sacrifices himself. He gets taken into the belly of the beast with a bantha and, uh, it succeeds. You know, you guys watched the episode. You know, <laughs> well, he shoots the <laughs> rifle thing, right? To give him some sort of a shock to like yeah, basically the, the shock or the stun. Yeah. Vo- um, vomit him out. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then hits the detonator. And, um, there was some, uh, if you remember from the first season, some, I don't want to call it criticism, but just curiosity, because the rifle sort of was disappeared for, it was there in the beginning for the, I don't, I don't remember exactly, but for the first, I don't know, two, three episodes, <clears throat> and then we didn't see it anymore, but he's got it again. So I don't know what the, what, if there's an explanation or not to that, but did you, did you guys, do you guys care about that at all? Or? I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't notice that that it, that it took a break. It is just. I remember we talked about it when, when he was uh, in that first season when he was attacking the Jawas and just disintegrating them. Mm-hmm. Just how how freaking amazing! <laughs> well, it's 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 kind of like a Superman thing. You got to use it sparingly because Superman <laughs> can just destroy everyone. You got to use it sparingly because otherwise it's just like why not just use that gun and boom they're they're gone. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, and he used uh, it on the dragon and it didn't work. So that's that's how tough this dragon is. Yep. Definitely, and, and uh, shoot but from the inside, is that right? Is that yeah? Well, ultimately, yeah. The the bantha gets eaten that has all the explosives on him, and he detonates it, and <laughs> boom, destroyed. Yeah. He got swallowed, but not eaten alive, and boom, there we have it. Crate dragon gone. The Tuscan Raiders are taking meat off of it. Even uh, the Mandalorian <laughs> takes some meat with him. Why? <laughs> Is it because you're so desperate that you need meat, you like got, you need food? Is that you gotta eat? Well, and I'm sure, dude, you could probably sell that meat, bro. You know how hard it is to catch a crate dragon. <laughs> it's Come like on. a delicacy, like uh, <laughs> some like because it's so rare. Maybe is that what it is? Because I, I saw yeah. I saw the Tuscan Raiders. I'm like, oh man, that's kind of gross. And then and then the one grabs the egg. He's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no. 
blow it up. What do you do with the egg? <laughs> it's valuable, bro. It's valuable. Come on. Uh, so yeah, they they do all that. He gives him back his armor, and you know he he hold, holds up to his word. I wonder. Do you guys think we're gonna see this uh, Cobb Vanth again? Mm-mm. I hope. No? I mean, we've seen Amy Amy Sedaris again, but it, it it's got to be a little harder to get. Uh, Tim yeah. Gale with Hunt back. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, the hairstylist, who knows how much that costs. Well, I mean, Gina Carano wasn't in it as much as we thought she would be in the first season, and then eventually he goes and gets her help. I could see him in this season at the end going to get his help. You know, I miss her, something. by the way. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he he goes off with the armor, and then we see someone uh, looking down on him, turns around, and it's uh, it's the, it's it's dude who plays Django Fett. And, <laughs> Actor uh, name we don't know. What? It's <laughs> Boba Fett. Tamora Morrison, I think. Tamora Morrison is. It? Yes, that's got to be right. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> um, and yeah, Boba Fett is alive. He's there. What do you guys think of Boba Fett being alive? I'm willing to. Well, I we all saw the burp, right? And I think the burp was confirmation that. He died, but uh, I'm willing to entertain that he somehow got out. What, what do you I don't know. That? I've I've uh, had nights drinking where I burped and I ended up, <laughs> I ended up throwing throwing up everything. So. <laughs> I I I've always uh, liked the. It's it's just really cool because it's a moment where where something that's a theory and something that people have argued about or or said how you know he could fix his jetpack, he could fly out of there, blah 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 blah. But it, it's no longer, you know, up for debate. He he got out. You know, he's, yeah, he, he's out. He, it's canon now, and yep. uh, and 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 so, and that's why I think we'll see um, the marshal again because we're we're clearly going back to Tatooine at some point because this Boba Fett story is going to play out. It's it's going to. Oh be, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's a good point. Yeah, because it depends. Yeah, does Boba Fett follow him, or does the Mandalorian have to go back to yeah to Tatooine? Interesting. Yeah, yeah interesting there. Yeah. I, I, so uh, possibility we'll see Timothy Oliphant again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think the Boba Fett stuff will pay off t- towards the very end of the season. I think we'll get more of that. I think the stuff we saw in Episode Three will pay off more in the middle of the season. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, solid first episode. I thought it was fantastic way to start the season. Western adventure got it some had rev- scope. It was it was big. It didn't yep. feel like TV. It felt like Game yeah. of Thrones. It felt like it felt like the Battle of the Bastards kind of Game of Thrones. You know, like big yeah. big set pieces, big. Um, yeah, yeah, not not just them in in the cockpit of a of a plane or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> an ice cavern. Uh, Definitely. Definitely. So, <laughs> I agree. Now, do you guys have any ideas or theories on what they're gonna do with Boba Fett and how he? Now, you know, for fans and all that, we you know it's important to bring call back an old character and all that. And we've certainly seen the armor, and he's clearly alive. Uh, but for how it relates to the series as a whole and the story, because you have uh, the Mandalorian taking the child to go see Jedi, you would assume maybe Boba Fett doesn't like Jedi based on his past experiences. Yeah. I mean, as a child and as an adult. <laughs> so I, um, I honestly have yeah, I no idea. Where yeah, I don't either. Really either. Um, you know, other than fan service at the very end of this episode, I don't know story wise, you know, what, where they're going to go with it. You know, well, he's he's clearly um, he had he had one of those Bantha or one of those um, 
sand people picks and yeah. sand people long guns on his back. So he, he, he gave up his arm. Clearly he got out and he dumped his armor. Um, sure. We assume he's been on Tatooine this whole time. Yeah. I think he's just, he's not a, he's not, he's I mean, not a Mandalorian. He's not I a think, bounty hunter. He's just, yeah. he's just sort of himself a, a, a hermit. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like two years after he got swallowed. So, well, um, if you want to be a hermit, that's the planet to go to. <laughs> yeah, definitely, that is the planet. Do we know if Jango Fett <clears throat> was a Mandalorian, besides just having the armor? I believe he was. I don't think. Oh, clearly, Boba Fett wasn't because he. I mean, he was raised that way, but he's more of a foundling, I guess. Or, yeah, or no, no, for sure. Yeah, I, that 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 would be cool to find out. Like if Boba Fett explains like where his father came from and like why he wore that armor, I think that would be interesting. Because I think it's a little cloudy, isn't it? How he got it, or yeah, no. I mean, I honestly, I mean, when Episode Two came out, it was to sell toys and hey look cool it's a it's a boba fett like figure i mean that's let's be honest like that's why that and now we have to write around it you know um so yeah i I think that's it but i I think it would be cool now if they expand expand on it and boba fett says my father was you know part of your creed or you know whatever i think that would that would be cool so i'm looking on StarWars.Fandom.com. It says, though he alleged, though allegedly from the planet Concord Dawn, which I don't know, Fett was not Mandalorian, but a common mercenary, according to, government, according to the government of Mandalore. Prior to the Clone Wars, the Sith Lord Tyrannus hired Fett to serve as a genetic foundation, the secret, which you all know. So it's not... So it, so it seems like he got the armor much in the way, I guess, the way Timothy Oliphant got the armor. That's what it would seem like. Uh, he was a yeah. human male bounty hunter and clone template of the Grand Army of the Republic. Uh, considered the best of his profession during blah, blah, blah. So, And the yeah, Purge it, of Mandalore happens during Clone Wars, right? That that was one of the whole... Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So he's already got the armor before that. So it's not like he just found it after the fact. Right. No, no, he got it some other way, which I don't think we know. We don't know canon-wise. Okay. Uh, but uh, but let's jump into episode two here, The Passenger. Um, I'm going to say right off the bat, wasn't totally crazy about this episode. Not, I mean, it was definitely filler. It was fun. You know, a lot of fun happened. Um, we met a but- frog. <laughs> yeah, a frog. I, I think that, that might be my one big critique is... They actually called her a frog, and she spoke frog. <laughs> like it just seemed too, too yeah. like earth. it was too earthy. yeah earth yeah, yeah earthy yeah. It was just like eh, can can we call her some something else? But I guess you know there's Mon Calamari and you know yeah. things like that. But <laughs> I don't know. It just it just threw me off a little. But uh, you know it was cute seeing Baby Yoda eat the uh, eat the eggs and stuff. But um, it uh, reminds Davey. me of so when I was a kid, my my grandparents were. Uh, you know, they used to go to the, the American Legion all the time. And there was this uh, this giant jar, very similar to the one in the in this show, of, of like pickled eggs on the wall. <laughs> and I guarantee you, if you go back to that same American Legion in, yeah. in northern Maryland, uh, that same jar from the 70s is probably still there just with the same eggs that were in it, you know. 
oh, 30 years ago. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Oh, disgusting. What do you guys think of, uh, I guess there's some, lack of a better term, moms upset that baby Yoda was eating the eggs. <laughs> Did you guys hear about this? No, this I didn't is, hear about uh, it. What, what, no, I didn't. What, what the issue I mean, was he's the, like a he's a murderer or something. Yeah, basically, you know, <laughs> teaches kids the wrong thing. Oh, you know, it's, uh, we shouldn't be laughing at this. It's like <laughs> first, of, and especially because it was the end of the uh, end of that species. First of all, it wasn't the end of the species. It was the end of her family line. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> second of all, uh, how many people are com- complaining about this yet eat eggs in the morning, um, <laughs> have eggs in their food? Um, yeah, you're, you're depriving a chicken of their line, right? Right? Yeah. They so. The whole point of her hitching a ride is that those eggs weren't fertilized, so they, they yeah. were just just eggs. Yeah, there was a lot eggs. of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there sure was. <laughs> Baby Yoda's a hungry mother effer, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 he is. I mean, babies, that's all they do. They just want to eat, sleep, and poop. Uh, uh, how do I'm trying to think. Who, who is it? Uh, Amy Sedaris that tells her him about the frog? Yeah, they get hooked up that way because uh, uh, Mandalorian walks into a cantina and Amy Sedaris is playing poker or something like that with, it, oh, yeah, with a little moss. ant. It's the Moss Eisley Cantina. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there's an ant there, and they bet that she gets the Mandalorian to pay uh, for the for the round of bet, and then that's how they get the information, which is, uh, you know, where, where you need to go. And oh, by the way, you need to take this frog with you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that there's that that the place that she needs to go is also has a culvert of of more Mandalorians mm-hmm. uh, that that someone has or that her husband it, has seen yeah. it or. Yeah, her husband. Seen it. Yeah. yeah, her husband has more information. So, hey, if you take her to her husband, he can give you the information. Yeah, is basically it. So, yeah, this episode is basically just, hey, I got to transport this lady to this planet. But hey, uh, hijinks arise. Our ship, uh, we have to ch- get chased by X wings, which I thought was cool. David yes. Filoni made a little cameo. Filoni, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, I love this. I mean, talk, we, as we talked touched on earlier, how beautiful everything looks. I mean, God, don't don't these X wings and everything? You know, the, the the you know the Mandalorian ship flying around and the X wings coming up along the side. It just looks fantastic, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. It's uh, yeah, just old Star Wars, and I love it. Uh, they get on the uh, you know they they get chased by the X wings because he doesn't have the proper credentials or whatever um and yeah they they go down with the razor crest it gets uh gets damaged and they have to kind of sleep there overnight and in the middle of the night she decides to go off and she's in a like hot, a hot spring. spring yeah <laughs> she's a frog she gets cold you know it yeah. makes sense and brings her her babies with her you know and uh Baby Yoda yeah. starts sniffing around, starts <laughs> eating some stuff, and then it, you know the, the the crew of the Nostromo is around the corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It looked just like that, didn't it? Yeah. Those little pods. Yeah, yeah. Great, great call, Dan. Yeah, and uh, and then yeah, we get the uh, the the spider creatures coming after well, them. Well, for, first, the egg opens up just like <laughs> yeah. aliens, yes. and, and yes, this thing pops out. 
But instead of getting face hugged, Yoda just eats it. Well, and what's funny about this episode, you mentioned uh, Ant, uh, Dave. Peyton Reed directed this this episode, who directed both Ant-Man movies um, that have giant ants in in at least the second one, first one. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. So there's there's your connection. Yeah, he's he's a big ant guy, you know? Yeah. I think now, it was but, more of a mosquito, though. In this. <laughs> so basically, that's your episode. Uh, the ants. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean the spiders the, attack and uh, jack the ship up, and then those two X wings find him um, at the at the right moment. So that, it's definitely yeah. a, a filler episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, nothing happens. <laughs> it's if you were binging the season, like it would be like, oh, okay, that was a fun episode. Let's see the next one, like. That, that's all this was. It was it was filler. It was a it was it was fun action. You yeah. know, I guess you could say. But yeah, nothing moves the moves the plot forward. No, I mean um, a, a, a worse a worse monster of the week than the crate dragon, which I don't know if you can top that. Uh, so we get another monster of monsters of the week, which is spiders. And you know, you're not getting you're not getting any character development. You're not yeah, Ben. You're not moving the story. This is just a detour to where they're heading. And I don't know. I don't know that this is acceptable, to be honest. If I'm if I'm given an honest critique, this is you know you're giving us what eight in in this season, and you got to do better than this. I think that's I why. Think, yeah, go ahead, Dan. We just we just binged the whole first season again, leading up to to the season two coming back, and and there were some episodes there that were. You know, less stuff happened. They were more self-contained and isolated. But in the in the scope of of the show, you know, like like the um, now granted the one the one where they where they rip the guy out of the um, they go to the the rebellion prison barge that that one didn't really have it's sort yeah, of a self-contained the, yeah with Bill Burr yeah that yeah. Was, yeah. yeah yeah. But yeah. um I think that's what I enjoyed most was that Bill Burr was in the episode. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but the uh I think when you when you see the whole season on the whole when you see the season on the whole, you know, if this were dropped all at once and you binged the whole season, mm-hmm. I don't think this would this would have felt just like a conti- this one two and three would have felt like one episode. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like it would have flowed straight in. It it um, Definitely. Yeah, because, yeah, a lot of things that have, I mean, what happens in season two brings them to season three, or, or I'm sorry, episode two brings them to uh, episode three. So, yes, I mean, they they needed it a little. I mean, but yeah, I mean, what was this uh, episode? Uh, this The third episode was 35 minutes. I believe the second episode was 40 minutes. Yeah, they, they easily could have just combined <laughs> that and made yeah. one episode, you know? Uh, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, because they, la- yes, that's that's right. There's really one episode here, which is they land on a planet, deal with spiders, and then take off again, right? But no, they instead decide to just, you know, stick us with an episode. But it, it's essentially the scene of in empire of them being in that asteroid stuck in that slug <laughs> yes yeah. is the whole episode like that's that's the whole episode i understand that the the spiders were were rob mcquarrie's um designs for empire yeah, yeah, it was the concept art. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because that that that's one thing I did appreciate that they did use things that weren't 
used in the original, but hey, they brought it back similar to what they did with Star Wars Rebels. The original design for uh, Chewbacca was actually Zeb from uh, Star Wars Rebels, uh, which I thought was cool. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's essentially episode two, guys. You got anything else on episode two? Well, I, <laughs> I did want to correct myself. I, I said Rob. It was Ralph. Not I, I, I knew oh, Come that. on, dude. Yeah, Ralph. It's always Rookie Ralph. mistake, bro. I, <laughs> I did like how the X-Wing guys um, were sort of like, uh, basically, we've got bigger problems than you, and you've you've done enough. And we're you know, and, and you can imagine, you know, what what are these guys? You know, who are they patrolling? Who are they dealing with? And 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 this guy, the Mandalorian, it's, he's better to just let him go rather than just let him fight another day, uh, as yeah. opposed to like giving him a hard time. Because it does it does the one thing it did do was speak to the the state of the universe. Um, and sure. I did like that. Where they're like, okay, we'll shoot the spiders just. We're not going to help you, but we're just going to disappear and <laughs> right. you're on your own kind of a thing. I, I did appreciate that. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. So that was good. Uh, yeah. And like how he takes off, he's like, we have to stay in the cockpit because the everything else is compromised. We can't breathe this air, you know, <laughs> all that. The and then, ship yeah, is a total... It's a it's, yeah. it's a ship bucket. I mean, there's yeah, it's uh yeah. There's there's not much you could do. Oh, one 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 more thing I did want to mention. Speaking of the Bill Burr episode, the robot from the Bill Burr episode mm-hmm. was what the Frog Lady used to be able to communicate to the Mandalorian, which I thought was a cool touch. Yeah. Um, Why well, didn't keep it? I I was just surprised that it was still there, right? Because he shot it and killed it. He just. Yeah, dump just it keeps it anything. keeps it for parts, you know. <laughs> okay. As his ship is, you never know what you're gonna need. That's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's episode two, which essentially, uh, you know, basically brings us right to episode three. So they're yeah. flying through space. Got to stay in the cockpit. And episode three starts with them flying through space, and they land on this water planet. Um, they're very uh, narrowly ran- land on this planet, <laughs> and immediately. Immediately, we see Mon, Mon Calamari, yeah. uh, and uh, I forget what I don't know what the other species is called, but they have like tentacles coming from their chins or whatever. Um, Maybe the Davy Joneses. You know? Yeah. Yes, the Davy Joneses. Is that yep. the Plukun species or? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. Is no, it? I don't know. Plukun. No. We're, we're, I'm going to go with that. No, Plukun is an actual Jedi. That's the name of. A no, Jedi. I know, but come is on. that the same species or is it a different one? No, 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 no. Okay. No, come on. Sorry. Rookie uh, mistake again. More rookie um, mistakes. <laughs> they land. Uh, the Mon Calamari dudes like, "Yo, what's up with your ship, dude?" And he's like, "Yo, fix it. Here's a thousand credits." <laughs> um, but we was like, oh, "But okay." Let's get the duct tape and string as we see at the end of the episode. <laughs> with with multiple sea creatures in it. Um, <laughs> They, the fro- <laughs> frog lady sees her husband, sees her husband. Uh, and I, I had they, tears. I don't know about you guys. No, I didn't. Um, okay, I didn't but, you know, you're, you know, you, you do you, bro. Okay. Um, <laughs> they, they, they reunite and then Mandalorian's like, hey, I understand you know where other Mandalorians are. He says, yes, they're in that tavern over there. He goes in there, has, has having a meal with, uh, with, uh, got the, uh, Davy Jones guy, as Dan said, um, and he invites him on the ship. He said, "You know, uh, I can take you on a ship. It's a few hours long, but I can take you to where the the Mandalorians are." But in between that, we see a hooded figure 
kind of looking on to uh, Mandalorian and disappears uh, mysteriously. Um, and yeah, so they're on, they're on the boat. Which I don't think we've seen a boat in Star Wars, have we, guys? No, I was going to say the same thing. It's our first sea voyage in the Star Wars universe. Felt like, uh, wow, what's uh, Theon Greyjoy's house name? Uh, uh, great the, uh, Kraken. They're yeah. like the yeah, but, the Iron anyway. Isles. The uh, um, yeah, yeah. House House Greyjoy, right? Yeah, yeah House Greyjoy. Greyjoy. Yeah. There we go. The Iron Isle. Yeah. Yes. Good job. <laughs> So, yeah, felt like that a little. And, you know, the guy's like, hey, you know, we got this creature in here. It likes to eat. You know, the kid might want to see it. And opens up the uh, the cage and, you know, the, they come up to it. Mandalorian tells Yoda, like, you know, that's close enough. They're looking into the water after they throw the bait in. It's bubbling up, bubbling up. And boom, the Davy Jones pushes uh, Yoda right into the water, gets swallowed by uh, the creature. Wow. Yeah. I was not expecting this. <laughs> I, I was actually, th- I was thrown back by this. What do you guys think? Yeah, 100%. Yep. Uh, it was, oh, no, here we go again. <laughs> and yeah. we're right back to that. Just this, this isn't the, the, the PG Star Wars that, you know, this, this is full on, you know, like people that would knife you in the back and, and, <laughs> and do whatever, you know, they wanted the armor, and they they'll take it off a corpse. And I like that, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a dangerous world. You know, it's sort of like we're I, rich boys. No, 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 yeah, we're rich boys is what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's like Batman in space, but like you know, the Batman suit is super, super, super valuable kind of a thing. And then there are more of them, and that yeah, everyone's basically out to get you. You you are a target. And when you show up, everyone is like, everyone is uh, all these. This whole galaxy is desperate for for any kind of wealth or something that they can sell. To, I mean, hell, they're like, like we said about the crate dragon. I mean, we're transporting this across planets because the meat is that good. Probably not, right? Just because you can get a big hunk of meat that you can burn off with your thrusters, <laughs> you know. Kind of a thing, and 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 the the Beskar is that valuable when we got a chance? Let's let's take it. This has got to be better than the fish we're catching, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Good point. So Sorry. so he's in the in the pit, and and in comes the Death Watch. Yep. Which was just badass. Yes. Oh yeah. So yeah, the the uh, the other Mandalorians come in, save the day. And uh, who takes off their mask but Bo-Katan, played by uh, Katie Sackhoff, who actually voiced Bo-Bacan in both uh, Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Also, people who haven't seen that, uh, Katie Sackhoff is in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love that they, they had the person who voiced her uh be the actress for I mean total nerd, right? I mean Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's> total- <laughs> and and she's just she's just sci-fi royalty, you know. Yeah. It's, right. Yeah. Yeah. Battlestar Galactica, uh, Star Wars, you know, it's yeah. It's it was so <laughs> oh, such a such a hurrah moment. All the um, losers across the universe cheered. <laughs> oh my god, it's Katie Sackoff. I can't believe it. <laughs> but the cool thing, the cool thing about this is that this is the first time you like, like we've seen, you know, obviously we saw Boba Fett, but it wasn't him, you know, in the armor. 
And, and when we did see him, he wasn't the way we've normally seen him. This is the first time we've seen one of these cartoon characters, one of these yeah. Clone Wars characters brought into into real life. Like, yeah. Like, so that and, and, and the way it's going, it sounds like we're going to get another one. But mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's really cool to have this. Um, it, it's just just so kind of rewarding or, it, well, or yeah. um, to, to, to see it this is. kind of brought, brought yeah. into, it, into 3D. It's great, too, because, you know, as I was saying earlier, you know, we don't need other Star Wars movies because the Star Wars movies aren't bringing in these other mediums. They're not bringing in characters from books or comics or 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 the TV shows. You know, they're just worried about general audiences making the money, you know, yeah. uh, as much as I, I still adore the, the, the Star Wars movies. I, I think just Star Wars right now should just focus on smaller stories not even smaller stories but just tv show stories well the stories are there <laughs> yeah, right yeah, so yeah so, so use them uh yeah and I, I mean eventually i'd like to get to a point where we're not we're not stuck in the same timeline but you know for now i love it <laughs> i genuinely do and i love right. this because uh, you know what we saw of the Mandalorian. He doesn't really know who he is exactly, and then he meets that that troop in the first episode or the the, the culvert or whatever, and they sort of explain to him some stuff. And then he gets, I don't know, a bit of a mind shock. I think it, I don't know if it came across as much to you guys, but this is a different way, right? You know, there is yeah. the way. Now there's another way. Potentially, yeah, they take off their helmets. Yeah, and and like, it was what? the same moment he had when but when. When uh, yeah. Oliphant took his helmet off, it you 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 saw it like his body reaction to to this them taking these helmets off. Yeah, right. And, and, yeah. and then they're like, "Well, the thing you think is you're like a, you're an extremist. You're like of some religious cult. Like the thing, the stuff that you were taught and this whole foundling thing potentially uh, was not isn't really maybe potentially the the mainstream way or something like that. You know, you were." You're, this idea that you're never going to take your helmet off, which is the, you know one of my one of my issues with the show, which is I, I actually want to see the character who's playing yeah. in the show. I want to have a, a human connection to him, and they're showing, yeah, this is okay. You can have a bite to eat in public or something, or you can just let go and, and show everybody your humanity kind of a deal. Uh, and I thought that was a, a big step forward story-wise and potentially for the character. Absolutely. Well, and and it, ha- it had to be addressed because we've seen it for so much in, um, in Clone Wars where, mm-hmm. where these characters and, and the other ones that were, were on Mandalore were taking their helmets off. So, Clearly, there was a disconnect between what we were being told on the show yeah. and what we've seen in in canon already, and, yeah. and I think it's a great way that they they described it. Yeah, and and it might have been a mistake initially in the first season. Like they're like, oh yeah, I guess we should. <laughs> we but, but yeah, but I think it was done very well. Like essentially, there are other there there are different tribes in in Mandalore, you know, and this is an old fashioned creed that you know we we don't follow anymore. Right, I mean, it, we're to- yeah. We're talking Bo Katan, who was the she had the dark saber. Uh, she had, you know, uh, uh, run in or not run ins, but she had. Uh, she knew Satine. She knew Obi Wan. She knew, you know, she knew all these people. So I mean, yeah, and it's sort of like who who are you, Mandalorian, to tell us, yeah. you know, the way. 
kind of right. a thing. I thought yeah. that was a little bit of a gut punch for him because I, I think, I mean, we'll see because it, it, it's hard to tell, you know, narrative wise what's going on with the character under, under the under the under the helmet. But it, I think this is potentially a gut punch for him, uh, yeah. and maybe you know something changing. Uh, so I, I'm looking like forward. I literally to grew up on the planet. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you're a foundling. <laughs> to, 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 to me, this episode told me that their Pedro Pascal is going to get more FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what this episode told to me is that he's going to, uh, especially probably by the third season, we're going to see his face a lot, um, you know, and potentially maybe like the last two episodes of this season. Um, and I think that makes sense on like, yeah. you know, 10 different levels that, that they should yeah. do this. So, yeah. yeah. And I feel like they've just planted the seed for the end game of this show. Well, like where it's going is that she's, She's heading to Mandalore to take you know, to to re rebuild it, and and he's going to be part of that. Like the thing that he's been looking for, and and so that's why I feel like these little one offs, like they it constantly is this. Just he's he's looking for something. He's trying to get somewhere. And I think he's just found the the path that is going to take him where yes. he wants to be. Yes, and I well, I don't know what it is about the last two main shows I've watched. Giancarlo Esposito, man, he, the boys, he's barely in it at all. In this, he's barely in it at all. Like, I need more Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> uh, well, he's, it's, uh, yeah, he, he, and, and we haven't seen uh, um, uh, Apollo or, or Gina Carano yet. Um, no. Right. Uh, Carl That's, Weathers. Uh, Carl Weathers oh, actually. Apollo Creed. I just, I, I just, <laughs> I just Sorry. checked, and uh, Carl, <laughs> I, uh, I would bet money that we're seeing Carl Weathers. Grief Carga, next... is that what it was? Hey Dave, hey Dave, can Sorry. I talk? No, I thought it was Grief. Car- I just wanted to get the name right. Sorry. Yes, yes. Grief Carga. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. <laughs> just busting your balls. Um, I love you. Uh, <laughs> Carl Weathers is directing next episode, oh, so wow. I'm pretty sure we're going to see uh his character next episode which i i was surprised i, I i'm not sure if he's ever directed anything but i was kind of i was kind of excited <laughs> to see going. <laughs> and this this episode 3 we uh, uh Dallas Bryce Dallas Bryce Howard uh directed it which yeah, i think did. yeah it was a phenomenal phenomenal episode uh so yeah uh Mandalorian takes off after they save him like cuz he's like no you got to wear your helmets this isn't the way. Um, and then he, you know, um, how do how do they meet up again? They, they the, the 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 squid people who they oh, just yes. wiped out on the boat. You know, they see him and he's like, "Hey, you killed my brother." You know, yep. Clearly, if he's alive, the other people aren't. And yeah. uh, right, and they drop they drop right in next to him. Which, again, just anytime you see these, this just episode was so freaking cool with, with really yeah. the action sequences. It sets yeah, up a the, lot and and resolves some issues narrative was yeah I I thought it was so so good and yeah I really want uh, what's the character's name uh, Cara Dune right um, yeah Gina Carano yeah I I loved her I loved her so much it's it was it wasn't that um, I think her acting ability could use a little bit of work but I love that she was a legit kick ass woman. 
I mean, it was. Yeah, she was believable. Yeah, sometimes we see these, you know, TV shows or movies where a ninety-pound girl beats up a Navy SEAL kind of thing, and we're like, like this one. I believed everything about her badassness, basically, and she was just cool, and she had a a moral compass about her. If you approached her in the right way, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I will say, for the first three episodes so far, I, I missed that character. Yeah. But I loved I loved getting uh, Starbuck back. I loved I loved seeing Katie Sackhoff and mm-hmm. and and Bo Bo-Katan. Um, and uh, and so um, oh, I guess do you go ahead? Sorry. No, no, no. I'm so I'm just fucking with my camera. You go ahead. No, oh, good. No, um, I, I don't have anything. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> do you want Do you want to take it up to the ship or I I I, I yeah 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 go for it go for it. So then they 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 they're trying to take this 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 old imperial stockpile of weapons uh so they can they can use that to take you know in in the in their quest to take back Mandalore I guess and uh and to arm their whatever group they're going to 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 do that with and um just this whole this whole scene you know just just uh rocketing up to this to the ship in low orbit and and the four of them dropping in on on stormtroopers and, and, yes. and just, I mean, it was, it, it was kind of like, it reminded me a lot of, of um, Vader taken out just, just wave after wave of, of um, rebel troops in, in yeah. Rogue one, just the opposite. Right. Like these four were just wiping through everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was great just to sort of watch, you know, when they, when the, uh, I don't know, the captain or whatever it was, when he sealed off the, the cockpit kind of a thing, it was like, no, then as you mentioned, Giancarlo Esposito is like, that's not going to be enough. It's like, oh, yeah, shit. yeah. He says, we need, we need backup. We need backup. He says, what's left? And he said, nothing, just us in the cockpit. He said, yeah, sorry, that's not going to happen. Um, We're going to have to pilot this thing into yeah. the ocean. Yeah, for the Empire. It's just crazy how, you know, uh, devoted these guys are still to the Empire. And yeah, it's, 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 and that was yeah. the dude from, uh, from, from, a lot of things, but lost. Yeah, he yeah. Lost. He was, I was w- yeah. wondering. Yeah, um, yeah. He was in, like you said, lost. Um, uh, and then the other guy, Kevin Dorf, is his name. He's been in a lot of things too. The guy who um, locked. He thought he locked the Mandalorians inside this thing. Is it, <laughs> wait, where are you locked? Is it the the cargo on the wrong oh, side of the airlock? Yeah, and then they, yeah, they just released them all. <laughs> and I like all the one. Cockpit, it's like, come in, come in, or the uh, co pilot, or whatever, come in. No. <laughs> nope, they're gone. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we find out that uh, Bo Katan is looking for that dark saber, she knows the Imperials have it. So, I'm so excited to learn, uh, you know, how Moff Gideon got the, the dark saber mm-hmm. because we know he has it from last season's finale. Yeah. We're getting and, convergences yeah. of all these, yeah. all these threads, right? They're starting to all come together. You gotta, you gotta deliver the child and then you got Moff Gideon and then all these other Mandalorians with the dark saber there. And then, you know, the man, uh, uh, the Mandalorian has got to figure out his identity, but also kind of complete his quest. And it seems like everything is intertwined. And now the, the story is finally <laughs> after three episodes moving forward. right? Yeah. And, I mean, and, I, I don't know, you know, uh, three episodes, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, they even mentioned Ahsoka Tano, which is exciting. Mm. That that's where you can find her. Uh, so yeah, this uh, this episode I thought was fantastic, uh, and it totally moved the plot forward. Um, you know, it uh, we could go on and on about the action sequences and all that, but yeah, I just love how it moved the plot forward, and we got to see Clone Wars characters and Rebels characters and all that. I thought that was amazing. Were you guys excited yeah, about I mean, Ahsoka Tano? Dan, I mean, you mentioned her earlier. you got to be excited to, to see her on screen, right? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be just, just to see her as a, as a, as a real flesh-and-blood person. It's going to be... It's gonna be just, and I believe... If I'm not mistaken, it's going to be Rosario Dawson. Yep. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, that's the rumor. I, yeah. I, I believe it's been confirmed, but yeah, yeah, Rosario Dawson, um, which yeah wasn't the voice of the original Ahsoka, which is fine, but it would be cool if they had had that. But uh, <laughs> I, yeah, man, how these first three episodes i think they've been uh they've been yeah i mean they're they're solid episodes second one meh you know but overall i think uh the season's going very well so far we just we got you know not too long ago during during covid i get i think it was during covid who who knows at this point um (laughs) where are we (laughs) what is time and space (laughs) because didn't the clone wars come back in like march that, that, that final season was something that? like that. Yeah, yeah, we had a final season. Yeah, so that final episode with, with final two episodes with Order sixty six, and I mean that was that was some of the best storytelling that Star Wars has done. Um, and that was that was solely on Ahsoka's shoulders. So I'm I'm excited to see what they do with her, bringing her into this world. Me too. She's a great character. Just I love her her conflict. You know about you know, rules versus what's right kind of a thing. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, she could be a total jackass potentially, you know, when, when we first see her, I I, I don't anticipate, I'm imagining someone who's like very skeptical and is going to take a long time to win over that. That's what I'm imagining. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think the, having the, the, the force baby <laughs> over here um, is going to be a, a big icebreaker. For I him, hope but, so. <laughs> but um, we haven't seen yeah. him do anything uh, this season, baby Yoda in terms of force power. No, yet, have we? I don't no. think so. Did he do anything with the spiders? I don't think he did. Yeah, no, yeah, nothing yet. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was telling Dave, I, I think, I hope they get, uh, past you know as as cute as cuddly as he is like it's a great marketing tool like i hope they get past a little bit of the baby yoda stuff i hope he passes him along and we get a season or two after that you know um because just protecting uh, the child episode after episode isn't enough right we need more than this we need some other story or something else to move the narrative forward rather than we're going to keep him keep him in a little pod and protect him uh, yeah. So yeah, the, I don't know if we're going to get that this season. Well, this and, and, I mean, he had to dump the he had to dump the the child with the with the frog family, um, so he could go do this this job. So so they they are finding ways to to stow stow the the kid, um, keep him out of the way. Because <laughs> so, ultimately, it's yeah. it's his story. It's not you know, yeah. I mean, they're, yes, they're whatever they call it, the clan of two or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah. But I think. This is this is him finding his way. How many seasons of The Mandalorian do you imagine? 
Just to throw that out there. Um, we're in episode. We're in season two. I I, I could see there's. I could see about five. I think really? five would be a good number because uh, there definitely could be a three, um, f- four or five, four or five. I, w- yeah. I don't want them to, you know, drag it out. I want them to have a clear cut ending and, you know, go out on top uh, five at most four at minimum. So I was thinking five as well. So there you go. And then uh, what are the other uh, spinoffs that are in the works? For, they're doing one with um uh but I can't think of his name. Um oh um from Rogue One. Yeah. Um oh shit. Diego Luna. Diego, That's Diego the Luna, actor's but I can't name. think of his, uh, Cassian? Yeah, Cassian, Cassian Andor. Andor. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> nerd, nerd brain churning. <laughs> he's getting one. Uh Obi-Wan's getting one. They just mentioned um that Boba Fett might get his own, um, that we might see that before Mandalorian season three. Yeah. So maybe that scene at the end of episode one is a uh, kind of maybe a hint towards, uh, uh, that's, you know, that series, you know, so who knows, you know, I hope there's a, some sort of payoff in the Mandalorian season, but yeah, you know, if not Ahsoka and Sabine would be great in this season so i would be totally happy with that too so but i'm so glad this third episode is bringing the plot forward it's moving the plot along and and yeah uh after that lack lackluster episode two again fun episode but (laughs) definitely lackluster yeah (laughs) uh now for uh oh go ahead dan so and i think i think what they're definitely setting those pieces in motion she wants what what um Giancarlo has, you know, she needs that for this, this, whatever's going to happen on Mandalore to lead this attack. Yeah. So all these things, they're bringing those pieces back together. And I'm sure exactly. that's what, what's going to bring um, Cara Dune and, and uh, Grief Karga back into the, into the play too. So I think that's, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm dying yeah. to see that battle. Definitely. Uh, oh, now for so now, Ben. For everybody uh, watching, do we have a, a game? So there's eight episodes. So uh, what can listeners expect? Uh, we'll, we'll do another batch. Uh, yeah, we'll do another batch. Uh, technically, we probably should have done one through four for this one, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh well. We'll see. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll check my schedule. But yeah, I mean, we're gonna do at least one more. I mean, if it's four through or uh, yeah, four through eight, we'll do that. Uh, maybe four through six. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see what's going and, on with uh, favorite guest Dan Franco if he's available. Exactly, exactly. But uh but yeah, I mean that's about all the time we have for uh <laughs> this show. Uh Dan, it's been a pleasure as always. Dan, uh anything else you wanted to speak on with the Mandalorian the first three episodes? Uh just just enjoying it. You know, that's uh <laughs> gl- glad it's back. Um, you know, it's it's it shows, you know. <laughs> I think there's no doubt in my mind that that as the movies are going now, granted, Taika Waititi, I've, I heard he's location scouting for the movie he's going to do right now. Um, so he's got a Star Wars movie coming up. It sounds like they're moving to a you said a different time period that sounds like they're moving way into the past. Ahead Thank of, you. Know, you. High Republic, I think they call it or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Thank God. But um, <laughs> I. I it, it, Filoni and Favreau have to be at the table for these movies. They have to be part of the narrative discussion because you wouldn't have had these issues that, you know, 
I get Rise of Skywalker is has a lot of problems. You know, I still like it, but it just you can tell that they weren't. And we talked about this when we did the the episode on that, just that it doesn't have the same, you know, <laughs> crazy whiteboard somewhere in some room <laughs> that that Marvel has connecting yeah. everything. And that right. there's clearly a path that they that they changed. You know, they got cold feet and changed their their path midway. It's why I don't think that the helmet thing was a was a change in in decision, because I think Favreau and Filoni have known all along that this yeah. this kind of competing ideologies for these guys was coming. So, yeah, I just I just love I'm I'm all in. If they're on board, I'm in. You know, it, it's they need more of them in in the Star Wars universe. Yep. Yeah, I agree 100. percent It was great to see the this little bit of reveal with the helmet thing. Honestly, it was a it was a great narrative tale. I think it was because yeah. we were sort of the audience was left so, a bit confused, uh, and, and and just like just like the Mandalorian, we didn't know either. And then we we kind of both learned it at the same time, and I thought that was great. Definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I can't wait for more. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely keep you guys tuned for what's uh, or keep you guys updated for what's coming up. And yeah, we're definitely going to be talking Mandalorian, at least at the season finale. So uh, Dan, it's been a pleasure as always. And uh, you're uh, yeah, you're you're one of us now. So <laughs> get ready for the next episode. It's been great talking with you, man. You too, guys. Um, sorry we didn't get a chance to catch up on Tenet, but uh, yeah, I know. Have you seen it? I did. We went. We went mm. uh, right when the theaters oh. opened back up. Same here. So I think here. Ben's the you, only one that hasn't. So it's, you and Dave can talk about it. I mean, Dan will do a show on it. There we go. But if I uh, yeah, I'll do. I'll do an intro and an outro and post. Can I do a and, quick? Uh, can I do a quick shout out for a project that just nope. released? Nope, no, you can't. All right, see you guys. No, yeah. All right, damn. What you got going on, man? What's uh, what? What can you tell us? What you got going on? Uh, anything coming up? We do. We have uh, a couple things that are. Um, we we have a, a movie that we shot last year at this time that just finished post production and is going out to uh, for for preview for distributors called a, a comedy of horrors. Um, so that's uh, another horror, horror comedy. It's got four or five segments. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I'm in a. Um, kind of a, a comedy drama comedy um uh, kind of a, a you know lovable um mess up um i play his brother um this so the movie's called nothing from something and uh it's got a kind of um jonathan tropper meets uh judd apatow feel sort of a, a coming nice. of age just a, a down on his luck nice. guy that's kind of trying to get his shit together um, Love so it. it's, it's available now on, uh, Amazon, I think, uh, a ton of streaming platforms. So I know it's on Amazon. I think it's on Vudu. Um, so it, it's out there. Um, it's a good, I, I think, um, you know, it, it's completely uh, written, directed, produced by a friend of mine here in Maryland, uh, total, you know, kind of passion project and, uh, you know, really proud of, of him to pull it all together. His name's Chris Perillo and, uh, and, proud that he was able to get that and that i was able to be part of it so um awesome so if you get a chance check it out yeah Excellent. definitely yeah i watched the uh, trailer for it definitely well, i definitely want to check it out is this the one is, is your son in it yeah he plays yeah my son. yeah nice oh, that's nice. awesome <laughs> so we, we've Good done that stuff. a couple times but uh this was his first uh like meaty role he, he has more scenes than i do 
Nice. Well, it's all about talent. Look at yeah. him. He's showing up the old dad. <laughs> he is. You know? he, he, uh, he steals the show in this one. Good for him, man. Beautiful. Sorry, my sound is out. Uh, all right. All right. Well, that's it. All right. Bye. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, no. That's really, but, uh, I got to go yeah. pee. So. Oh, yeah. We're heading out. Yeah. Always peeing. Uh, but yeah, pleasure having you always, as always, my man. Great Thanks talking to you, Dan. Yep. Good to see you guys. Well, there you have it. The raw audio of me, Dave, and Dan talking The Mandalorian. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you hope there wasn't too many ums and uhs and talking over each other that I didn't edit out. But hey, I'm on vacation. What are you going to do? All right, folks. Well, that is it for me. For Dave and Dan, I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. Bye.